I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I mean, since we didn't have the, like going off of what we just talked about, which won't be on the show. <laughs> this is how you want to start it. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I go on. A, I got a tushy. Hey, oh, there you go. Join yeah. the tushy club. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by tushy. And no, it's not, I, I really wish would, it was. We do love them. But my asshole is no longer under siege. It, it, dude, I'm so. Now, okay. Now that you have one, how elated would you have been if it was a gift if it was gifted to you i honestly think a t- something like yeah. a tushy or a bidet is truly one of the most beautiful gifts you can give a person especially if that person doesn't already appreciate how incredible a bidet can be can we but just can we but kyla doesn't kyla, kyla's like offended by it can we rewind I, okay can I, we rewind yo, for a second what do you mean by your asshole is under siege it was under siege from what toilet paper Oh, the abrasiveness and and toilet paper. And I got a hairy butthole. So it's like I'm I'm compounding (laughs) abrasions on top of each other. Okay, now carry on with the fact that Kyla doesn't like it. Well, I got I got to chime in here. A lot of the females in my life that I have talked to about bidets, they get they they they're okay. This can't if if you're listening to this and you're afraid of OBGYN or you're or you're any kind of like physician that works in the in the bits. Please. Tell me if I, cause I, I don't believe this is true, but if I'm wrong, please tell me. But I have been told by people who are afraid to use it is that they think that poo poo particles poop is going to be shot into their vagina. Yeah. Now I, I don't have to worry about that because I don't like, if I get poop on my dick, it's, it's really hard for that to go inside my pee pee hole. Mm-hmm. I, and that would probably be bad, but I, that's not something I have to worry about. But, 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 I, but I get what? it. I get, I get that that's like kind so of a much, fear, but that's not how water yeah. works. Yeah, it's not yeah, how water works. That's the thing I don't understand. And it's, it's not, not like how I, your vagina works. It's not like I no. walk, I don't walk out of there with like Now we don't particles. have vaginas, so we don't know what we're talking but about. But that's how easy it is to say that that's not how it works because it's so obvious. I don't even <laughs> need to have one to know. <laughs> right. Now, if we're wrong... Please inform us. Letters at sequoiapodcast.com. I can't believe this is how we're starting the podcast. No, we're not because because I don't walk out of there with like poo particles smeared over my ball sack. No, exactly. And like and 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 arguably the ball sack would be closer to the stream of the tushy. I got clean water all over my balls. This was the thing that I said. I, I, I said like say you covered your hand in mud and then you took a hose and you sprayed the the hose on your hand, the mud doesn't just spread all over your clothing and your and get in your eye um, and up your nose. I mean, it could, I guess. 
Yeah, but like <laughs> not really. You know what I mean? Like, but it's like if know. if you go to a car wash with one of those like super hardcore pressure washers, yeah. which and, is like essentially what a tushy and is. And your car is got some pressure. And your car is covered in dirt. Like you've just been off roading, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and you are standing next to it wearing a white t shirt. Are you worried at all that you're gonna get some brown brown on your white t shirt? No. I don't think I am. I might. I think I'm worried. Yeah, I'm yeah, worried yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm and now that you put it, it that way, I I'm worried about it getting women wet. should women or pe- people with vaginas should not be using Toshi. Okay, but wait. Uh, but no, here's a, here's another question though. Are you worried about the brown brown getting in your mouth? No, because my uh, mouth is closed. Right. So, and so is your so vagina. People with vaginas right? should be actually totally okay with using Toshis. <laughs> I tell you, man, this is a roller coaster for me. <laughs> Science, guys. Anyway, I, I you know the the the. The discomfort that not I, I carried, <laughs> that I was, start. The, 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 the discomfort that I've been carrying around, around my asshole for the last oh, two years is now gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it really is a, a, like a revolutionary product. The, and really guys, guys, the, the thing is, if somebody is, just, if somebody with a vagina is genuinely um, concerned about getting brown brown in their vagina, then they can just Joey the toilet. Yeah. What's Joey the toilet? You know, like a Joey, like a baby kangaroo. So, like, uh, if the toilet is like the mom, you just reverse around and oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh, hang on to the front like that, right? And then you just use the tushy, right? No, dude, the tushy the has side. a fucking thing that you that you can angle it to the front bum or the back bum. You can. Oh, sweet. Okay. You can. I, I mean, I'd have, it's I've got, never used it. Uh, if it's the, all the way forward, it hits my balls. The angle function <laughs> is not is not as I wish it had more range. Yeah. <clears throat> Depends it feels on, I think quite it depends limited. on the bowl you have. Right. Yeah. Like your bowl might actually be getting in the way. Be getting in the way. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you like it cuddly, bud? That's bud. Um, listen, that's not how I thought we were going to start the podcast, but I'm glad we started that way because it cheered me up. I'm having a really shitty week. And um, and I put this. This has nothing to do with Sick Boy, nothing to do with health, nothing to do with science. But the way I'm going to tie this to this week's episode, which is I want to watch this just to cheer me up selfishly. But we just had a wonderful conversation recently with uh, Melanie, one of our one of our patrons, our longtime patrons. Mm-hmm. Her episode will be coming out soon. We're really excited for people to hear it. Mel is um, uh, a fantastic nurse practitioner down in the U.S. Um, and one of the things that Mel had said about what makes her job so worth it, and the things that uh, never fail to make her, you know, continuously fall in love with her work, is the things that children say and do. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was something that, uh, popped up in my feed recently that I just, I, I want it just for a, a little pick me up, a little cheer me up and something that I know Brian's going to love. Yes, go, yeah. Dad. So this is a four-year-old, uh, the parents of this four-year-old hooked him up with a, a lav mic. Oh yes, buddy, Dad. Someone's in a <laughs> secret path. This way, you'll slip. <laughs> I snowboard. will fall. Maybe I will. That's okay. Can we all fall? I know that's all, yeah. Well, let's oh. go down this big old hill. Oh my god. Oh my god, you guys. That's way too much. He said, hey, what kind of dinosaur are you? Uh Powdersaurus. Powdersaurus. He's stuck. <laughs> Oh, 
Taylor, does this make you excited? He said, I'm a, I'm a stuckosaurus. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Dude, that makes me, excited? It makes me so excited. Kyla yeah. had an ultrasound like a 30 minutes ago. Oh, sweet. <clears throat> That's what I was talking about on the phone right before we started recording. Really? That's cool. All, all, right. is, all is well. Is it? Does it look like a, just a, f- a full-on human now? You can't even... Well, you can't even see... It's too big to see. You know, it's like if you sit, oh, okay, if you sit yeah. too close... If It's like if you sit in the front row of the movie theater. Oh, yeah. Why is there a front row of the movie theater? I like, don't know. I mean... Money, Why is the money. front row where it is? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Because money, like the front row, yeah. should be like revenue. It's pretty bad. It should be pretty like bad. a like a quarter of the way back in the theater. It should be discounted. Then no, no, yeah. what, no, no. What they should be is there should only be two rows. They should be quite distant from each other, and they should have pods similar to those sweet pods in um, first class. And so you're you're literally like yes, it's a rec- it's a full recliner. So yeah, you're just yeah. laying on your almost like yeah, completely they horizontal. Should, they should be doing something. Well, I think and the then, fault. I would if that was the case, I'd be like, yo, we go in front row. Yeah, this one? Like, I think the fault lies with the patrons because they need to kick up more of a of a fuss about how shitty it is. Yeah, like too many people just accept the front mm-hmm. row. You know what? It, it should be stacked. They stack them higher. Like more like straight up, straight yeah, down. Yeah, like the Globe Theater. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Like when you go to like when you go to when you go to like really big theaters or or like IMAX, like you you don't even see that there's a person sitting in front of you because they're like below your feet. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. the front row sucks even harder. Yeah. Well, I think they fixed that problem in IMAX. I don't think you can oh, get really? too close in IMAX. Yeah, I was just thinking. I think they, I think I think I think they thought of that with IMAX. They were like, yo, people are paying top dollar yeah. for this. We're not going to sit them so you know close. What's funny that though turn about that? Let's let's wait, move wait, on to something no, no, relevant no, no, no. to the podcast. No, just wait, wait one sec. Well, no. I mean, this all came up because my because my baby is too big now to see. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, gosh. wait, wait. The interesting thing about the the front row though is like, isn't it funny that you go to a movie theater so the screen feels bigger, but like there is really a sweet spot at how big the screen is because if yeah. you're in the front row, it's like, whoa, dude, it's so much bigger because you're right it's there. It's too big. But it's too big. And I gotta. Just I don't. don't like it. I don't want to have a neck problem at the end of the movie. So you want to be further back. Uh-huh. Probably so ear problem too because you're so big to the, so close to those big speakers Guys, hidden here and, and here, here and here. That's why um, streaming services are going to take out movie theaters. Uh, We're not talking about Dow's, Brian. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, here we go. First patient in UK given vaccine for cancer. In pioneering clinical research trial. Oh, crazy. crazy. Yeah. Um, a Mary si- uh, Merseyside man. Can, has you, beca- can you repeat that? That headline? Yeah, yeah. So the first patient in the UK has been given a vaccine for cancer in pioneering clinical research trial. So this guy is from Merseyside. Uh, he's a man who's become the first UK to receive a vaccine that is hoped will stop his recurring head and neck cancer from returning. You want to bet it's an mRNA vaccine? Head and neck cancer. Let's find out. Probably is. Um, I actually haven't read this yet, so this is the first time reading it. In a clinical research trial, which may help bring further groundbreaking treatments for the disease. This was uh, brought to us by our our friend Megs in our Discord, which you can join uh, and uh, contribute to the podcast if you wish. Um, You can find that link in the episode description. The clinical research team at the Clattenbridge Cancer Center has given patient Graham Booth such a UK name, Graham Booth, <laughs> an injection of a therapy tailor made to his personal DNA. Yeah, so it's how wild is that? Yeah. mRNA. Uh, no, 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 no. Did no, you not hear what no, I just said? It's not mRNA. That's he got an injection of a therapy that is tailor made to his own personal DNA. 
and designed to help his own immune system ward off cancer permanently. I is don't that, know enough about it. It could that, be mRNA, though. Is that a crisp? Uh, maybe, is that, is maybe, that a euphemism, I, euphemism for crisp? Is it like, hey, we don't, crisp? We're, we're, we are uh, qualified to Yeah, we don't this. fucking know that. But I mean, I, I've never, I, I know the mRNA vaccine I got was the same one that you got. If we, if we got, if yeah, we both yeah, got yeah, the Pfizer. Yeah, I mean, but this one is yeah. specifically like bespoke. Yeah. It just, I'm, I'm just saying it could use messenger RNA as the vehicle to make those changes. Yeah, Graham first had head and neck cancer in 2011. That is so uh, broad to me. Neck, Head and neck cancer. What does that mean? Um, And then it returned four times, each time meaning he needed grueling treatment, including facial surgery, reconstruction, and radiotherapy. He is now hoping this new treatment, part of the transgene clinical research study, uh, will mean it does not come back. A dad of five, Graham is 54, will have a year-long course of immunotherapy injections in a bid to keep him cancer-free, part of a research project designed to reduce deaths and recurrence in head and neck cancers, including the throat, neck, mouth, and tongue. Okay, I see. So crazy. Um, <clears throat> Graham of West Kirkby said he was not worried about being the first person in the UK to receive this pioneering treatment and that, quote, it opened new doorways, which gave him hope that the cancer would not come back, Graham said. I like that he said that about a vaccine that hasn't been around for a long time. It's kind of refreshing. <laughs> yeah, but he's not being forced to get it, is he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graham said, quote, when I had my first treatment in 2011, I was under the impression that the cancer would not return. My biggest fear was realized in 2016 when it came back, and then in 2019, and then two cases in 2021. So this guy's just been fucking Beat down by cancer continuously. Uh, Quote, last year I had the feeling of the cancer progressing and there were not a lot of options left. This clinical trial has opened new doorways and gives me a bit of hope that my cancer won't come back. And this could open doorways for other people. I'm hoping, I'm hopefully looking at a brighter future. A bit of hope that it returns, it never returns again, which would mean the world to my family and everyone around me. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, the chief investigator for the UK trial, uh, Professor... Christian Ottenmeisner, a consultant medical oncologist at the Clattenburg Cancer Center uh, and professor of immuno-oncology at the University of Liverpool, said, quote, it's a really exciting day in this important and potentially game-changing research. To have reached the stage of a patient receiving this treatment that only a few years ago was thought of as science fiction is truly amazing. That's pretty fucking cool. That is crazy. You imagine being that, like, like, it must be, like, uh, this episode hasn't come out yet, but Dr. Chris Honey, like it must be so, the feeling must be so wild to be a, uh, some sort of physician or some sort of scientist where you are a part of like some sort of groundbreaking technology or groundbreaking discovery in your field. Like that must just be, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine what that would feel like. I think they're pretty, I think they're pretty common in cancer. I mean, this sounds like, this mm. sounds like it's a, it's kind of like taken to another level. And I think that's by way of using the word vaccine mm-hmm. in the way that we understand vaccine. Like it's, it seems very, it seems very preventative. Although this was not preventative. This is a response to something that we know he has. Mm. Um, and treating something that he has, which was our understanding when we talked to, um, I can't remember his name now, but the Harvard, uh, the Harvard researcher, Bruce Zetter, Bruce Zetter about, um, about how MRNA has been, you know, being worked on in, in, uh, studies and trials and stuff for, for 20 to 30 years. 
And now with COVID, it's kind of like they 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 rolled the dice isn't the way to put it, but they but they decided to use it in humans for the first time. Um and and now that we have used it in humans, it's like, oh, we've now opened the door because of this shitty thing, this worldwide pandemic, we've now opened the door to use this technology in ways that, you know, never would have wouldn't have ever been accessible if this shitty thing didn't come along and force our hand to use this Ooh. technology that was kind of like waiting in the wings for for a you know for a use that was really important so you know this will probably if if this ends up working because he's been administered it's been administered obviously there's you know things done to test whether it would work and everything or to a certain degree so they're hoping that it'll work and i wonder what kind of advancements Ooh. will come from that's it. a crazy thing because then imagine uh donuts eating that tree um imagine imagine that like you get cancer and then you're it's still so interesting to me that they don't use the word cured for cancer um and i, I understand i mean it's just too I think much, it makes, of, a, too much under, of a risk like, why say why say cure when because of the really like i think are we are, is anyone cured of cancer like yeah, we're all I, just gonna get it so at some point i have so, a, like i have a reason for that once you've had I, it so and i'm speaking from my my own personal experience with my mom like she is is cured of cancer. She does not have any cancer cells in her body. <clears throat> and I think the biggest toll um, that that cancer took on my mom was not her physical health, even though it, it was serious. Um, I mean, she had like her reproductive organs removed. Yeah. She no longer pees the same <laughs> way that she used to. Um, it was a, like it took a massive physical toll on her. But even from... Um, in her own words, like it, it was even more um, traumatic mentally. And so when you have somebody who has gone through this incredibly traumatic experience and there are no longer those cells in their body that will wreak that havoc on them, I think I think for some people, and pro- maybe for, for more people than not, <clears throat> being told that you're cured will probably give you some type of mental yeah. relief yeah, but the, but the, the that, thing is that's, that that's short sighted. There's no, there's no way for us to know in that. What way? Well, because th- there's no guarantee that your mother will never contract cancer again. And cure, but there's and, no and, guarantee and, and, for anybody that. Yes, we but won't. cure carries with it the idea I'll never that you'll have never this again. Get it again. Yeah. I don't think it. It doesn't to me. Oh, it most does, certainly, dude. If, if someone today to said people. you're cured of CF, and then I got CF five years from now, I'd be like, "Who's the motherfucker that lied to me?" Really, I'm I'm really yeah, surprised 100%. because I would I would never take it that way personally. I'm if you guys well, I mean, what's the what's the definition of cure? Yeah, I think I think if it's not in if it's not a part of the definition, I think the most popular uh, interpretation of cure is that you can't get it again. Uh, cure, uh, an English rock band formed in 1978 <laughs> in West Sussex. Uh, throughout numerous lineup changes since the band's formation, guitarist, lead vocalist, and song, singer songwriter Robert Smith has. Re- I don't so if you mean, so would, if you said so, on, it I, might I it might it might carry with it a. It might carry with it a a short term or long term mental health benefit because you're giving that person. But if it, but if they interpret it as I'll never get this again, which I think is more likely than not <clears throat> for most people, no, and then they know, end up getting cancer again, even if it's a totally different type of cancer. I thought cured. You know meant what though, Brian? You've been cured of the problem, yeah. which meaning that you had an ailment and it, you no longer. You had are it. yeah, Brian. You know what? I uh, you you are right. Um, uh, cure, uh, recovery or relief from a disease, 
um, uh, to restore to health, soundness, or norm uh, normality, to bring about recovery from. I mean, I yeah. So obviously, I mean, well, and so we're we're wrong it's on the a, definition. It's a little more broad, yeah, yeah. Where's yeah. the so? <clears throat> let's it ask doesn't really people, matter what we. Ask, yeah, it let's matters. ask people though to tell us. Yeah. Social media or what or write us letters at sickboypodcast.com yeah. and so, tell us what your interpretation of cure is because I think that's important as to whether you use the word or not. I yeah. I think there's a I think there is a medical reason why we don't. Say, like in my mom's case, I think there's a medical reason why they're still averse to saying um, cure. I think the medical reason is um, is, is re recurrence. Is it not? I I don't know, and maybe we should th we should I, have somebody on to talk more. I feel specifically like about this because I feel like we've had someone on not... who's who's actually said that who is uh, an oncologist of some sort. But but um, we should look into that. Well, you know, one thing that uh, <clears throat> when you brought up the story, <clears throat> I thought of this because this popped up in my. Uh, in my uh, notifications today where they are using the word cure is, um, and we may have touched on this on the podcast before a woman is cured of HIV using a novel treatment. Mm. She's the third person ever to be cured of HIV. But she HIV. could get HIV again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm more, so, I'm more so yeah. just bringing this up that like yeah. it's a, that she was, that she doesn't have HIV anymore. Not necessarily in the context of the, but for her but, to get a, hold on for her to get HIV again, she would have to be infected with the virus. So like, yeah. the, there's like, where, where, where's the, where, yeah, where's the thing with cancer is right. like, I mean, really, you don't, you we, don't, you we can't don't, do anything. You're not going to just stumble into cancer. Yeah. Like I, it's just, I mean, we all have cancer cells in our yeah, bodies exactly. right now, but, yeah. but the thing is, and just to stay on that point that I, I really wanted to make there was, I don't think it's, uh, to me, it's not a matter of what is physically happening in that case. It's yeah, to more you, so, it's more of a, it's, it's, it's a more so piece how of mental we, clarity. Because to me, if, and this is my, my experience in talking to people, I know that if I had cancer and my cancer was put into remission and they removed all the cancerous cells and they told me that I, w I was good, I was going to have to come back and check again in five years or whatever. Um, to me, no, using the word remission in that sense, makes me fearful and worried about mm. that five-year checkup and i get it's, it it does yeah. but if you say you're cured right now you know <clears throat> yeah yeah then it would make me probably feel better personally yeah. and that's my personal yeah. feeling uh, about it. listen listen to this i just read the first couple of lines of uh, the first couple of paragraphs of this is and it's really interesting because uh it says a woman of mixed race appears to be the third person ever to be cured of hiv using a new transplant method involving umbilical cord blood that opens up the possibility of curing more Whoa. people of diverse racial backgrounds than was previously possible scientists scientists announced Tuesday and the reason for that it was that it was like more racially specific or it wasn't broad it says because cord blood is more widely available than adult stem cells typically used in bone marrow transplants and does not need to be matched as closely to the recipient most donors in registries are of caucasian origin so allowing for only a partial match has the potential to cure dozens of Americans who have both HIV and cancer each year, scientists said. So obviously, obviously bone marrow transplant, people who are donating bone marrow transplants mm -hmm. seem, sounds like they're overwhelmingly white. And if you need like a really close DNA match, oh. then the marrow isn't, isn't a lot of the marrow transplants aren't going to be useful mm. to, you know, people who aren't white. So interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. Um, here's something that's also <clears throat> extraordinarily interesting. Um, <clears throat> man goes into hospital with hernia, 
but doctors find female genitalia. So a man went into a hospital for a hernia operation, which, uh, which ended up the, the doctors found that he actually had female genitalia. Uh, he was 67 year old. He didn't know. Nope. Uh, he was a 67 year old from Kosovo. Uh, he was undergoing surgery after complaining of swelling in his groin, which had, uh, he had for over a decade when doctors made the discovery. Um, according to the Urology Case Reports Journal, the dad of three had been born with only one descended testicle, like Donut, um, yeah. and doctors diagnosed him with uh, inguinal hernia. Inguinal? I-N-G-U-I-N-A-L. In inguinal, guinal, yeah, maybe inguinal hernia. This is when the tissue pokes that through right. the groin at the top of the inner thigh. However, on closer inspection, surgeons found that the curious mast was in fact hiding a uterus, a cervix, fallopian tube, and ovary, as well as an Whoa. undescended testicle. Whoa. So the testicle was up there too, but along with all these other things. Did he have a wiener too? Like he had a normal. Yeah, yeah, he, normal, yeah, every, yeah. Like he, male genitalia yeah, as well outside. Yeah, yeah. He was just a normal. Wow. Lo- crazy. I mean, on the outside, normal-looking man just didn't have one testicle. Dude, you think about that. Like he's he's, he's had three children. He's all of that. Like he's had that his whole life. So yes, like that that happened when he That's was so many in a womb. So what like this how is the cells are developing. Yeah, what That's this is so called nuts. is he he was born intersex. Um, intersex is a general term used for a variety of conditions in which a person is born with a reproductive or sexual an- anatomy that doesn't seem to fit the typical definition of fe- female or male. So for example, a person might be born appearing to be female on the outside, but having mostly male typical anatomy on the inside. Hmm. Or a person may be born with genitals that seem to be in between the usual male and female types. For example, a girl may be born with a noticeably large clitoris or lacking a vaginal opening, or a boy might be born with a notably small penis or with a scrotum that is divided so that it has formed more like a labia. Or a person may be born with mosaic genetics so that some of uh, her cells have XX chromosomes and some of them have XY chromosomes. Um, So this man was born intersex but had no idea. And oftentimes people who are intersex, uh, I shouldn't say oftentimes, but it is not uncommon for people who are intersex to sometimes never have any idea, mm. even, you know, sometimes intersex, um, isn't discovered until, um, until someone is, uh, until their autopsy, you know, so like someone dies of old age and during their autopsy, they find, mm. Oh wow, this person is, a, is, is actually intersex. I wonder it's if incredible. it comes with, <laughs> it's incredible to think about how many unique and different people there are on yeah. this planet. Yeah. Like it, like it's so interesting that we're born, uh, like we we are brought up usually in school, at least here, like thinking that there's sort of like two options for people, and then yeah, very like binary as you, thinking. As yeah. you as you grow up, you start to realize, like, holy fuck, there's just so many yeah. different people out there. Uh, this man specifically later was diagnosed with an incredibly rare condition known as persistent malarian duct syndrome (PDMS). Uh, only a couple of hundred cases of the condition have ever been reported. It occurs when men develop female reproductive organs as well as their scrotum and penis. According to the report, it's the result of the early stages of the womb, the malarian duct, failing to break down during a male's development. 
During the surgery, doctors removed the mass, which contained the atrophic testicle, uterus, and fallopian tubes, as well as four tumors. Uh, the report oh. concluded persistent malarian duct syndrome is a rare form of male pseudohermaphrodism detected coincidentally during surgical operation on crypto, uh, crypto.com. Crypto, uh, crypto, uh, crypto, uh, or in, in TX hernia. Sorry. Uh, ovarian tissue is well attached to the testes and, uh, epidemis also located in other places resembling to a tumor of these structures. Vascular and tubular structures are often not well detached from uterus and cervix. In these cases, it is better not to perform a hysterectomy in order to avoid damage of vascular vascularization of testes and ductus. Mm -hmm. uh, in case if uterus remains in abnormal cavity, there is no increased risk of pathology changes. I wonder what kind of like, what kind of, um, I mean, I think any illness, not that that's an illness, but any like, any, any like finding that's, that you, I mean, that would be a significant event in that person's life oh of going, yeah definitely. Going, holy shit i've got yeah. this mass that has a cervix and fallopian yeah. tubes and shit so obviously there's a mental impact i wonder if there would be i wonder what kind of like identity issues would arise in that sense of going like <clears throat> you know i've i've lived a man i feel like a man but now i've now i learned that i've got this like this basically like ball of all these like all these you know female female uh, genitalia mm -hmm. things, reproductive parts going on in my body. Like, I wonder what could that be, would... Could be really comforting in the sense that, um, like, maybe there are things that uh, that person experienced in their life where they were like, oh, fuck, I have no idea why I feel this way or why, you know, I... Like I exhibit these types of behaviors. Like maybe there things. was like hormonal like, sort of... Yeah. Hormonally driven things in their life that didn't seem to make any sense to them. Yeah. And at like... One point. Maybe. Yeah, because and, because they're getting because I mean they, like this is all speculation, but even if the there wasn't that, like I'm I'm putting myself in this situation. If that happened to me, I think I would come out of that situation and go, "Whoa, yeah, totally." That was wild. I had no idea. Yeah, and then that's it. Like it's 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 nothing more than like a like I don't think it would fuck with my identity. I don't think it would make me question it. I, I would just go, like it would be no different than me going. Dudes, I turns out I've got like teeth growing it's a, in my like, you know. It's so funny because yeah, my like my frame of reference is thinking of that when you say that today is like I think of like learning about um how I have ADHD and then thinking about all of the past experiences that I've had and be like, "Oh, well fuck, that's what that was." Yeah, right. And yeah, I wonder if me, this guy was like, "Oh, that's why every <laughs> month I was just having debilitating fucking... I was just bleeding out of my dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, it, to me, it was comforting because I'm like, oh, now I have some type... Like, there's... I feel like there's an explanation for, like, why I felt that way, and I thought I was crazy before, or whatever. I, and, and I think there's also... I think I think that's a possibility. I think yours is a possibility. I think uh, what you said, <laughs> Jerry, I think is a possibility. And I think, I think that some people... I think that also some people, when something like that might happen, they they like think that it should change the way that they feel about themselves when really they don't like they're, they're going, I don't feel any different, but I feel like I should feel different. Cause I just yeah, got right. this news. Yeah. That's crazy news. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. kind of perfect. I mean, it's sort of meta in the way that it's like, you know, <laughs> everybody experiences the world differently, both physically, 
by this person's experience and, you know, situationally by uh, whatever, whatever your experience or references are for that, yeah. then you're probably going to take it a different way. <clears throat> I mean, one thing's for sure. This it, it explained a bunch. No, of it's discount. not. No, actually, you know what, Brian? It's not OK. Actually, I have a really big problem with it. <laughs> they should feel a specific way. They should about feel this. specifically and um, it should be according to how I feel about it. Um, you know what's fucked up is that some people think some that people way. think that oh, way. we're going to get an email. We're going to get an email <laughs> about this for sure. This is um, not OK. But I, but I, I definitely uh, definitely sarcasm. Would, folks. You know it would definitely probably explain some discomfort. Uh, you know, this guy thinking yeah. he had a hernia the entire time. Or it really, would explain, you know, really could it could be explained by the fact that they didn't say their Hail Marys when they went to confession. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Hey, hey, don't yeah. don't even don't even go yeah. there. Don't don't you dare use the Lord's name. I mean, again. well, yeah. when you don't repent. Yeah. That's the that's the price you pay. Yeah. You know what's crazy though is like Five hundred years ago, that that's was, exactly. They would have been like, "This guy's a witch. Fucking get him." <laughs> You're going back. You don't need to go back that far <laughs> yeah. to say to make that true statement. Forty years ago, they would have been like, <laughs> yeah, "This dude. guy." Uh, speaking it's of witch. speaking of witchery, uh, here's some witchcraft right here. What do you think? What do you think this is? So, uh, it got hit by lightning. Those no, those that's are a heart, uh, that's a, a, no lungs. Ooh, um, yes, that's a good idea. Uh, the brachial. brachial yeah, brachial, I wouldn't say break. Brachial. Brachial. I'm just gonna put say I'm gonna say a Venus break brachial Venus. So for yeah. folks that are listening and not watching, what we're looking at, it looks like um, it looks like doctors have removed the like brachial uh, br- or, or the um, what do you call it the the, the bronchial. Bronchial, bronchial tubes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Bronchial. You know what's funny is we both said brachial at the same time. Uh, it look, it it looks like like bronchial tubes pulled straight out of the lungs. Yeah, it does. Here's what this is. It's doctors not at UC San Francisco Medical Center see a lot of things, of course, but even they were stunned by what we're about to show you. They were treating a 36-year-old man with end-stage heart failure. He began coughing so violently that he coughed up a six-inch-wide blood clot from his lungs in the near-perfect shape of his right bronchial tree. That's right, <laughs> that bright mass that looks like coral is a blood clot. The doctors were shocked, calling what happened extremely rare. Sadly, despite the doctor's best efforts, that man passed away a few days later. Whoa, the information whoa. and image coming from the New England Journal of Medicine. Oh, uh, dude, I thought they were gonna say, he, and he felt totally fine afterwards. No, whoa. no. So yeah, blood clot formed in the exact shape of a man's lung passage, and then he coughed the motherfucking thing up. That the patient had insane. come in with uh, heart failure, as you heard there, and physicians at the University of California in San Francisco <clears throat> had an aggressive plan to help. Doctors inserted a heart pump through his leg artery to flood his organs with blood. But there's a downside to the strategy. Clots can form through its use. So doctors gave the unidentified man uh, anticoagulants to thin his blood, but his airways began to seep. Quote, he had a slow bleed that was ongoing despite the medication. Uh, Gavit A. Woodward, a cardiothoracic surgeon um, fellow at the University Hospital, told Washington Post, Clots formed. The patient coughed them up over days, and they were cylindrical and minor at first, like small worms. Then the patient tethered to a tethered, or sorry, thundered a hard cough and ejected a blood red tangle measuring about six inches across. Six inches across. 
That's gigantic. That is, that's like that, dude. Imagine, I couldn't even imagine getting that up. Like <clears throat> having that, imagine that coming up through your and think about esophagus. How, think about how hard it needs to be to not come through that narrow space and like turn into a glob yeah. or a break. Yeah. Woodward's team, along with fellow Ugh. physician George Weisthaler, uh, carefully laid the clot out on a surgical towel. Can you, can you imagine just being like, whoa, 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 like pulling that yeah. out of a fucking... Be pretty satisfying. Um, you talked about well, doctors I to making say, a like, discovery. Uh, <laughs> obviously, the guy died, and 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 that's, that's super tragic. Um, and he probably, like, I wouldn't imagine that he was really lucid or conscious for any of this but yeah probably not man mm-hmm. if you were can you imagine maybe it would hurt like crazy but i would feel like that would be the most fucking satisfying feeling to cough yeah. something like that up maybe maybe he was conscious though because like maybe and lucid we, we don't because yeah. because i mean to cough like that like to to really cough up that much shit i feel like you'd have to be trying Actually, that's a, that's a good know. point. I don't like, know. I have no idea. That's a good but point. Like, I don't I, know if you can cough imagine, unconscious. Right? Like, are you trying to know. be unconscious and cough yeah, yeah. right <laughs> now? Right. Try to try to go unconsciously yeah. and cough. Oh, fuck, he's out. He actually would fall asleep. <laughs> oh my lord! He actually would fall asleep that quick. <laughs> he would. Uh, what they found was astonishing. The patient's blood had pooled in his right bronchial tree, part of the network where the air travels through the lungs, and solidified like Jello. Woodward said, and it came out whole and intact. No one on our team has seen anything close to this, she said. The 36-year-old patient was intubated for two days after the incident, which happened recently. Woodward, uh, Woodward, Woodward said, though, she declined to give more details, citing patient privacy. Uh, unfortunately, he died a week later, uh, and his death was unrelated to that particular incident. He had a host of severe conditions, and clots coughed up were a side effect of the medication. It was, Quote, uh, it's beautiful anatomy, she said. It's a sad story, but it is a very cool image. <laughs> Dude, that is a crazy quote. That's a it's a beautiful it's beautiful anatomy. Super sad. He's dead as fuck. But goddamn, that's well, a cool image. I mean, be, she's not both. wrong, but also both. like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, if I was doing the interview, I'd be like, and I'm honestly, gonna keep this to myself. Can you, Jerry? Can you read it again? But can you put it in? Like, can you just make it sound like the funniest situation? Like. The most ironic or funny version of that situation. Sure. So they said, uh, what do you think of this? Uh, this is wild. Dr. Werder, what do you think? And she goes, it is beautiful anatomy. <laughs> it's a sad story, but it is a cool image. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> right? Am I right? <laughs> Um, thank you, Ryerson Theater yeah. School or uh, X University <laughs> Theater School. Uh, the clot uh, did not help researchers advance medical knowledge, she said, but its photo has captivated people in ways medical journals uh, articles often do not since being published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Uh, the clot is also an opportunity to show how intricate the human body is, something everybody thought they knew until it was presented in a different way, like the, impossi- in the impossibly detailed formations of fallen ice under a microscope. It's like the biggest snowflake you've ever seen, she said. That's crazy. I mean, look, like, just look at this fucking thing, though. Like, that is. I kind of want to. I kind of want to. It looks like it should be um, in a museum. I kind of want to pick out what she, what they said there on the, uh, on on the article there, where they said that the this captures people in ways, like this has been able to capture people in ways that scientific Mm -hmm. scientific studies or articles often don't, and. I mean, I've through 
through this podcast and just through like curiosity and stuff, like I've read a lot of studies and I've, I've learned over the years to, to understand how to read a study and, and like glean, your own glean, glean the information from it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's what people in the do your own research are, are researching. I don't know if they're reading studies. Um, and I don't know if they're reading. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think they're just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> they're listening to their buddies. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, and I, but it does often strike me, um, it does often strike me that scientific studies, like, should there be a, you read a study and then, should they also put like the layman explanation of the key findings in alongside a scientific study? Well, I mean, I, think I, I feel like oftentimes the abstract does yeah, have yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's almost like a little bit too brief though. I find that it's like, it's it very short. It doesn't yeah, really give yeah. you like, I, you, you I want read a TLDR. No, no, no. What you want, what you want is you, and I, I mean this seriously, what you want is every medical journal that is published to be sent to like Vice and for them to go and for them to go, all right, Vice, um, write us, uh, write us a description of what you read here. And then Vice will be like, all right, cool, we're fucking cool. And then they fucking write like they write it like yeah. these fucks like found a fucking big old hunk of fuck in this fucking guy's fuck. Maybe. And then and then and then they go, here you go. And then they go, oh, cool. This is cool. My, issue, wrote this. my issue with that, my issue with that, <laughs> and the reason why I wanted to go alongside the study and preferably be written by a scientist that can that can break it down in layman's terms is that I think that one of the biggest issues over the last two years of this pandemic where there have been a lot of studies is those studies going through the filter of media and then not being fully understood because yeah, yeah, they go, yeah. because they go through a filter process yeah. and, and then it becomes more confusing. I think the hard part though, sometimes is that the study, a lot of studies are just so specific that if you don't have scientific background, yeah. it's really hard for you to even understand, you know, what they're, what they're analyzing and that's why and that's why and that's why i i go i look at i look at the world around us and i go wow man scientific literacy has never been more important than it is right now because we've got this thing that is very scientifically driven that is the most divisive thing on planet earth and is the most divisive thing since fuck i don't know man like the vietnam war maybe like it's crazy divisive and and the ability to, the ability to, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm more or less done with any form of news article trying to tell me what's going on scientifically. I'd like to listen and read them, and then go, what are the sources that you cited, and then go and look at that myself because I, because I am at least half scientifically literate and can die and can pull the key points. Yeah, but the hard part too is like, I mean, you know. This is off topic. But Some studies aren't on, really, on topic. even if they get published, might not really be a great um, uh, representation of the actual research in its entirety. Like it, so, so which requires looking at a meta analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is supposed to be the role of public health is to disseminate this important information to the general public. Like this, that's the yeah. the role of public health. But I feel like. The problem is, and I I feel like it's 
the discourse around public health policy has been so politicized mm-hmm. that it becomes Definitely. polarizing. Yeah. And yeah, it's really hard to eliminate politics from it though like though you which know, is I, why people tune into this fucking show but, but i look at because they're I, like you know what i know <laughs> i know where i can go to listen to fucking interesting shit without politics getting involved but most of the time most the interesting the time. thing though is is like when i think of the job that dr strang has done here i feel like for the most part mm-hmm. politics has not really influenced yeah. public health policy yeah mm-hmm. um i would mostly agree with that but i feel like just the nature of having the premier of Nova Scotia sit next to him while he talks is like, well, there's the fucking political agenda, yeah. even though it was yeah. a, a liberal <laughs> a political representative before. And now it's a conservative, but yeah. The, yeah. people don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, and that's the, that's why it's such a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think the the moral of it all is just do your own research. Um, <laughs> but it is important. It is we're it, just highlighting a it, problem. It does not. it does highlight the importance of scientific literacy because because if you if it's if 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 you're not science literate, then then you are you are a fucking the, idiot. You are at the mercy of somebody else telling you what's you're going a, you're on. Fucking, like you, yeah. you're you, a dumb, you, dumb person. No, but the you reality, don't have any. You don't have you. You stupid, don't. You don't have stupid. Human. No, I'm being serious. You don't have. You don't have your. You you don't have the capacity to to read the source. Yeah, because it's all a source, and then somebody tells you what the source said. But also, I don't think we should have the expectation that the general public brushes up on their science so that they can read these articles. I think that we should have a more trustworthy public health system. That that yeah, I mean, because I mean, there's people out there that are like, and I also, I don't care because, and, and I'm, I'm saying that care. because I think it's unrealistic, unrealistic to have the expectation that the majority of people will be able to spend the time and develop the scientific literacy to be able to go and read all of the latest articles being published about whatever current pandemic or or thing that they need to know about is going on. And so therefore, I think the role of public health, I mean... The, but you the can't argue that it would be better if more well, people it, for knew. sure it would be better. I totally, it doesn't have to be everybody. I I, t- I totally agree. I think it's more I think it's more important that people don't have fucking opinions about shit that they don't understand and go and broadcast those things. Like, <laughs> hey, I think I think it's fine for people to have opinions as about we things, do on this but, show every week. But I'm not. I mean, I'm not here <laughs> telling broadcasting our no, opinions on pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah, no, we but, do. But, but but I'm not. I'm not here telling. Yeah, but I'm not here we're, saying we're talk, different things than what public health yeah. is saying. And you know what? The difference because I rely no, on no, the no, experts. I, I and know, the, I and know. the difference is that I'm saying this to you, and you're saying this to me, and we're saying it to each other. And it just so happens to go out, and I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about yeah. what I think. Yeah, it's it's that there's way too many people that are tr- like then, try to force feed people their own opinion. But their then, opinions. and not to talk about other uh, podcasts again, like we always do, but, <laughs> but like the, the the Joe Rogan controversy. That's this is the issue though. Like, is the fact that he has an audience. It's like, I mean, you can like you can look at this guy if he didn't have an audience and he was sitting around his house saying the shit that he was saying to like a couple of his buddies. You'd probably be yeah, like, no well, whatever. Yeah. But like the fact that he is influencing, you know, the good a good percentage of eleven million people a, yeah. a week, then, That's then an maybe it is more important that yeah. we we consider the things that he's saying and and try to educate people that some of the shit that he's saying is not true. Yeah. But 
Anyway, that's yeah. just, that's just my, yeah, that's my hot I, yeah, take. I could go, I, yeah, I don't want to Let's move on Because I can get deep. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to, I, I, <laughs> I don't want to go deep. I, and also, we shouldn't be, uh, we shouldn't be fucking talking shit about Taylor's Idol on the show. Yeah, no, especially know, with, that's not my idol. That's why this is a great podcast, because, you know, you get a diversity of opinions on these Especially things. if you don't want to answer too many emails. See, we still let Taylor have that opinion. If you make jokes like that, then you're going to make me. You know, because yeah, then, because then I feel like I need. This is. This then is, I feel like I need to do it. You know what though? Let's uh, let's think about the audience and think about what's interesting to talk about. Because this is boring as fuck. So, what do you guys think this is? I don't think that, that was boring at all. Uh, penis pump. Uh, a wine opener. A penis wine. A penis. A, a, oh, it's a sounding device. Oh, it's not a wine sounder. <laughs> wine sounder. So I describe describe to the listeners what you're looking at so because lo- some of it, the people don't watch on YouTube. It looks like a, a, a no one a cool um, see through wine opener with you know the the wine openers. If you're just listening, the lo- the wine openers that have like the arms that yeah, like the wings. If, when you open them yeah, up and yeah. down, it looks like they're a person flapping their yeah. their arm. I used wings. to play with it a lot as a kid. Yeah, it looks like one of those, but it's like clear and see through and kind of yeah. looks cool. Well, it isn't a wine opener. Um, here, I'll, I'll play this video. This might help a little bit. This is a demonstration of how it's used. I mean, how 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 much how often is this music used in this <laughs> this type of video? That's really funny. Yeah. Oh, it looks like he's screwing like a CO two capsule onto the end or something. That's kind of doesn't it? No, do you have any ideas now? Hey, hey, describe what you're seeing here. So they're screwing something onto the see through wine opener. Yeah. And. It's attached it's, to like a piece of foam. Onto her, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. piece of foam around it. It's sweet. No! Whoa! No! No! <laughs> just, no! just what? No! <laughs> no! <laughs> Whoa! Okay, so he just took apart the wine opener. I'm so confused. And about it what does just look happened. like there's a, no! a rod in it that could be a sounding device. What was that? Yeah, so I got Brian to add that sound effect in. He still doesn't know what this is. Also, I added the tutorial of music to oh, Of course <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. The music. So do you have any idea now what it could be used I for? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, let, all right. This is really so, fun. This is a fun little so game for some, for for the people who are listening, we were watching this doctor looking guy there was a, we he had obviously a, like a yeah like scrubs had, on and medical gloves medical gloves on and it was like a very like um uh, um uh, clean environment a sterile environment and they were screwing something onto the end of the clear wine opener and then they prepped it to do something and then when they squeezed the wine opener handles or wings then somebody this started to scream in pain yeah. but then then at the end they opened it up and there was like a rod sort of going through the middle of the So the thing there. that you didn't catch there is that... I saw the hole at the end. Yeah, there was a hole in the foam pad that he connected it to. Yeah. Um, uh, which wasn't there before he put it on, right? So... So that, that, that through. Is, punctured, it pinch, he, is it a pinching device? So here, let's just sort? look at. Let's is it, just, is watch, it the let's, way that catheters are inserted? Let's. Oh what, ooh, that's man. That's a pretty. Uh, that's a. I like the way you're thinking. It's not right, but let's watch. Let's just watch it one more time. You can see it one more time here. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Brian. <laughs> All right. Do you know what it is yet? <laughs> no. All right. Well, here I got. A, I got another question for you. We'll leave this alone for a second. Do you guys know what Alibaba is? I'm very familiar. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a like an eBay 
basically store in in um, in China that you can buy cheap goods on. So it's kind of like Amazon. Yeah, it's yeah, like but, uh, sort of like Amazon, yeah. but 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 China's version of Amazon. Yeah, Alibaba's. Yeah. All right. So AliExpress is like part of Alibaba, right? Ali, uh, AliExpress is a, is one of the is one of the they they have many sites. They well, I have all, okay. So here, operate this like question on ish. This sites. question is very specific. How does Alibaba differ from Amazon? Uh, there's a lot of like wholesale manu like you can buy in major bulk from like Chinese manufacturers. Okay. Yeah, this might make more sense then. So, so this was uh, this came across from sp- from one of their sites, but they like this is specifically like Alibaba doc fucking <clears throat> yeah. Com or you whatever. could you could um you could drop ship this. Okay. This so Aliex- AliExpress this is. is is more the this site product that, that we're looking at is from Alibaba.com or whatever the website is. This came across my Reddit, and I thought this to be very interesting. So here's the product here. It is a circumcision tool. Holy fuck. Whoa. Dude. No. Okay. Uh, this is for direct from the Alibaba website. You can see here. Uh, it shows what is at. No. And then you have normal foreskin, which looks very happy. Uh, foreskin that's too long, which looks a little worried. And then you have phimosis, which is a very sad, sad penis. Wait. Um, but, but that kind of looks like, I mean, normal foreskin... That's, it looks that's like circumcised penis. No, it looks like it's pulled back. He's <laughs> just pulled back a little. So this thing, this product here, is meant f- to perform circumcisions. Now here's the oh. crazy thing: it's a it's on sale on Alibaba, which anyone can purchase. I, I don't like it. Is that not? fucking wild yeah, so, then, so, so you know when you go to a website and you click on like a like a, a subject and then there's like a there's like um like you get a drop down menu of like the things under that subject yeah. and and it and it kind of like goes deeper and deeper and deeper so the sub the, this this circumcision tool um is under medical equipment that you can buy on alibaba I think you just shouldn't be but able here, to buy that here's here's what so here's equipment. how just, just for context of how, because I don't know anything about Alibaba how, or like how some of, how the how some of it works, um, the the bulk sort of the bulk um, items how they work. So you would get um, so let's say there's a lot of shit out there that you buy that's made at a manufacturing facility in China, and that manufacturing facility in China has agreements with brands all over the world to sell that thing to them and then they manufacture it they ship it to the to the to the brand and then the brand puts branding on it like gulpy dog well like gulpy dog so like for example there are hard case cycling (coughs) cycling travel cases for example that if i were to go to the brand site um then i would get i would have to pay like six or seven hundred bucks on aliexpress you get the same pro- you can get the same product that just hasn't shipped to the brand yet to put their branding on it but it's the same product otherwise and i can get it for like 100 bucks on aliexpress because it's just coming out of a mold and if they don't have specific um, exclusive rights to that product being manufactured then it can be sold on aliexpress for like way way less money in fact so, this is where you would find like if you scroll your instagram feed 90 percent of the ads that you see there is the product that's yeah, being yeah, marketed yeah. to you is drop probably shipped. some drop shipped product that From you could AliExpress. find on aliexpress.com yeah. without yeah. the branding yeah or and, and a and, tenth of the price and and and, and the re and one of the reasons why it is can be such a great site 
is because you can get you can get things that the only thing that they're missing on it is like a sticker that says it's yeah. from a company. So on the Alibaba website, this particular product, which is called New Circumcision Instrument Set Qianjing Circumcision Device, which is on sale for $25 if you buy one or 99. Between one and 99, it's 100 bucks or, or 25 bucks. Between 100 of them and 499 of them, they're, they're, they drop down to 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. This is for anybody who's interested in doing 500 circumcisions in a week. Uh, 500 to 999 pieces, they're $19. And anything over a thousand bucks, you get a, a sweet fucking deal. Eighteen dollars for these fucking. Things. I would argue, Jared, that they could do if you bought five hundred, you could do way more than five hundred circumcisions well, no. in a week because See, you could empower clinics to do these circumcisions. Yeah, yeah, not so, real clinics. So these Just are actually these are one time use. Um, these are, oh, are yeah, they? yeah, they're okay. one time okay. use. They could be like this. Could be a tool that that a, a medical a medical supply company sells well, and then they just, and then this is what this is. This is like, I'm they, so glad you brought that up. They just haven't shipped it to is this tool being used in an actual medical situation. You can see here, we got a penis being measured. measured. Uh, if you want to see this video, you're going to have to join our discord and we will post this in. Because <laughs> we can't show this on YouTube. Uh, that is a little teeny wiener. And so you're seeing this. Uh, oh, this. Oh, wow. We're really. This is, this is the first time I've seen a circumcision, an adult circumcision on video. See this for real? Yeah, yeah, for oh, real. We're going to see it used. Dude, look at that. Whoa. Look how they're stretching that foreskin out. Whoa. Now they insert this thing Whoa. into, right? Whoa. Yeah. Now I wonder, as when I was 17 or 16, oh, if this is what they did to my dick. Like, did they use this thing? That is on sale on Alibaba for eighteen dollars if you buy a thousand or more. All right, here we go. Ready for this? See, they go through the thing. I really tighten it. Hold on, hold on, and then they squeeze it and watch what happens. Three, two, one, release. Whoa! Wow. Okay, so the reason right, you gotta, circumcision. Yeah, you got to blur that out. That, that so, can't be on YouTube. So one of the um, <laughs> so I try to remember. So one of the things that I'm thinking here is that I mean, as soon as that goes to a, as soon as that goes to a medical uh, equipment company, yep. that's going to then be that they're the middle they're the middleman. That's then going to be sold to you know hospitals, whatever, for you know like a significant amount more. And I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I pro- I think that medical equipment should go through a middle a middleman because of the because of like a quality control. But I guess if there's quality control at the manufacturing level, then it's not really. But dude, there's not. So here, quality, I, I, I'm if you're on, buying hold on. a circumcision tool from the same place I was drop shipping dog water bottles from. Well, here, here's that's new, where it gets. Hold man, on, hold but on, that's hold where on, it gets on. manufactured. Anyway, hold on. Hold that on. could be the exact same product that that I'm just saying that could One be the exact here. same product that One just second. goes to a company, then it's branded and then totally. it goes but to it a, should definitely go. Just hold on a second. All right, look, I'm on there now. I'm on the website. The quality control happens at the manufacturing. All industries, all right. Health and medical, under that professional medical devices, under that circle surgical instruments, under that anorectal slash urology surgery equipments. All right, now I'm on that site. I have the prices here. I actually can't buy it. Oh. In order for me to buy this, I have to click contact supplier. Oh, there you go. So it so that's that is what that is what it is. For yeah. pricing, customization, or other inquiries. This is just dude, Ali Alibaba, AliExpress, it's just a it is just a bulk manufacturing 
su- uh, like wholesale supply. You actually have to disclose if you have any you ha- uh, financial. You should do uh, that right now. Uh, actually, that uh, it, because interest. In yeah, this. Th- this, we might get, <laughs> yeah. we might get sued. I am I am invested in Alibaba. That's why I know. <laughs> that's why I know what the company does and how it works. That's why we're uh, uh, that's why we're profiling them this week. Uh, uh, quite no, quite a coincidence, but um, they do support um, uh, Western Union, PayPal, and uh, looks like Bitcoin. <laughs> no, um, I'm just saying, like they, they, that is that is what. Like, See, I had no idea that AliExpress went down this entire route. It's wild to me that you can go. I, w- I just want to go to Surgical Instruments and just see what else is there. You have um, anything, and you can get Surgical anything. Table Accessory Operating Table Accessory Oil Pump. Um, this is so That's wild crazy. to me. Wow, the circumcision thing is on the front page of this. Uh, uh, med Surgical Neuro Power System with Irrigation and Touch. Like this is fucking so wild to me. So you probably have to contact for for medical equipment. You probably have to contact them and be a clinic or a or a re, like something registered or licensed. Yeah, medical equipment, micro ENT spine neuroelectric drill sur- surgical system. Because like this is a, this is what wow. people like. This is what Three people. Grand. I think this is what people don't understand really is that this shit. No matter, like, if you go to your doctor, like, this is where this shit is coming from. It's being manufactured somewhere at a, at a, at a, at a plant in China because China largely developed their economy off of a massive manufacturing capacity in the 80s and 90s. And that's where everything, that's, Dude, that's just where it's coming so from. Wild. Anyway. There's it, an it entire section called Circumcision with 3,869 products available. <laughs> that is fucking wild. But, um, but the, the thing is, is that, there, there are also medical equipment oh. companies that are in Canada that make these things here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. And so, and and like my personal bias in this is like I because I don't know because I've like never been to China and I don't know what it would be like going to a, a manufacturing facility there. It makes me feel uneasy because of the unknown, not because of any. Don't get me wrong. Like, there are for sure bad actors in the manufacturing bad business in, in, in China. But the idea that 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 notion that's been floated that like made in China is bad is not correct. Like it's just flat, not correct. But we think about it in that context a lot of times because of the, because of the ways that there are for sure, you know, bad manufacturing pro- processes, mm-hmm. bad labor practices, not manufacturing <laughs> processes. Yeah, it, it depends. Like uh, I read the book, um, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, mm-hmm. the Nike story. And uh, he talks a lot about like going to, specifically he's talking a, a lot about Japan because that's where the first shoes were manufactured. Um, but like there are, I mean, it really depends on the factory. Like it's a mm-hmm. sort of case by case thing. Like there's a lot of, Factory, like if you're purely going to pay the lowest price for something, then certainly there's being costs cut in different aspects of the production mm-hmm. process, which could be, you know, labor related. It could be the quality. So um, just by the nature of there being so many factories, for sure, you'll find good ones and bad ones. It's just hard to know yeah. where and, they're coming from. And sometimes you're misled by where things are coming from. Like, like when totally. I was selling dog water bottles online, um, you weren't telling them that you were drop no. shipping it from a man, Chinese manufacturer. Yeah, so they're being shipped from somewhere in the United States. Yeah, and so, I was selling to people in the United States. So, and and just to be clear, AliExpress, <laughs> AliExpress is a they're they're a, they they connect they're a merchant uh, platform. 
So just the same way that somebody, that an independent seller sells their products through Amazon, that's mm-hmm. what AliExpress serves as. <clears throat> so there, so AliExpress isn't selling these. Somebody has a merchant, so that manufacturer of that penis, penis circumcision, penis cutter, <clears throat> they have an account with AliExpress as a merchant, and then they go on and sell their products via AliExpress. The thing I want to know Riveting. is, one, is there rev- are there re- reviews? Uh, they all have, uh, it's straight up 11 out of 10. And uh, uh, these things work. They work really well. And again, folks, uh, eighteen ninety nine. If you want to buy a thousand or more, the thing, <laughs> the thing, uh, the thing I really didn't like about that video that we watch is that the motion you want to buy a thousand or more. Just they actually, so dude, aggressive. they have two reviews. Uh, hold on. Uh, uh, this review is from um, <laughs> the owner of the company. The two sure. United States reviews. Uh, they blank out the name. So I have J uh, star 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 I. Uh, which uh, could be Jamiroquai. Um, great products. Very nice and professional. Thanks. And then we have P, star, 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 star S, which could be like pussy. Yeah. Uh, the product is safe and reliable. The clinical, the clinical use effect is good. And the surgical stapler industry is a G-ood seller. So they both gave two, star, uh, two five-star ratings. Wow. Um, and you know how and you know how you know they're not fake because there's only two of them. That's right. Because <laughs> if they were fake, then there'd be that's a lot, right. right? No, maybe. Yeah, you can't really tell. I mean, like the first two could be fake too because it could just be the owner. <laughs> yeah, putting one. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm always skeptical of reviews. Yo, no matter where you're look reading. at this photo though of the same fucking thing, uh, Brian. Oh, if you could just add this to the video, it'd be great. They put the tool next uh-huh. to a banana that's been circumcised. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, let's Dude, move right amazing. along. Let's move right the, along. The into... thing I really hated about it, though, was the aggressive movement at which it happened. At. You know what I'd like to see? I'd it's like a, to, it's a Ochi. I'd like to see a a hand, a, a, like a like a circumcision by hand by knife and hand, just by comparison. Hmm. Yeah, or a bris. Yeah. Right. By mouth. Yeah, I want to go to a breast. By mouth. Um, let's, I would rather, would you rather have the tool? They uh, cut it though, right? Cut your foreskin? At or a breast, they cut it and then they bite it. They cut it with their teeth. No, I think they cut it and then they bite nah, it off dude, with their teeth. Straight up, they go. No, I don't think so, dude. They're not gnawed it off. Mm. Nah, dude. Do you, do like you, corn. The last question before I move some on. Of our, if any of our, anyone. We really got to move if on. Somebody, yeah. If any of our Jewish listeners can, can, can tune us up on the way that a bris works. That'd be really helpful. Um, the last. I don't qu- think we the, have a very big Orthodox Jew. I don't think uh, you have to be Orthodox. Oh, think, dude, bris is not happening. Yeah, yeah, dude, bris is oh, definitely is Orthodox shit. Is it? Oh yeah, man, for sure. I thought that it was kind of like a. I mean, I, yeah, I, circumcision. I, I don't think is no circumcision. But a bris is straight up some Orthodox shit. Okay, well, it I'm unsure like about that. Yeah. You seem to be quite sure, so I'll take your word for it. But again, I'm not. I, I'm somewhere in the middle. But I'm pretty. I'm just gonna go on a limb here and say I'm pretty damn sure. It sounds like you gotta be old, it seems grown like, men biting off fucking heads of dicks. It seems like something you gotta be orthodox thing. On. Yeah, you, know, you are super into the religion. <laughs> you know, to be going that far. You know, guys, I had another question that I want to ask about this, but I just really want to move on. Let's move on. Let's go right into the fucking weirdest episode of what the hell. We've ever done. How uh, you say every time it's going to be the weirdest episode. And actually, you always deliver. So uh, <laughs> this is fucking. This is crazy. <laughs> look at look at this right here. What is that? Uh, that Ooh, is that a ladybug in a bum. That is a ladybug in a fucking colon. Yeah. You know what it kind of looks like? It looks like an animation. It looks like the. Uh, 
it looks like the um, opening scene to ants <laughs> animations. It looks like no, it looks like the, uh, the opening scene of Sick Boy. The animations at the end of uh, at the end of the Mandalorian. Oh yeah, yeah, it does kind of look like like you know some I mean? concept art. Yeah. Um, so that's a ladybug inside a man's colon. Um, uh, this is from uh, IFL Science. Uh, when venturing into the human colon, there are a few things gastroenterologists might expect to see. A tumor, scarring, ulcers, a little bit of poop. Mm. Uh, all of that is commonplace, but sometimes investigating into the bowel reveals more surprising inhabitants. A clinical team who published their findings in the ACG Case Reports Journal in 2019 could certainly attest to this. As they stumbled upon a ladybug inside the colon of a patient. Uh, we humans love to eat, and while evolution has blessed us with sophisticated systems for processing food, in many kinks and complexities mean the old poop chute can sometimes fall into despair. No, sorry, disrepair. Donut, shut up. <laughs> uh, thankfully, modern medicine has reached a point by which we can jump and take a look at our internal plumbing in a procedure known as a colonoscopy. The uncomfortable but sometimes life-saving investigation sees a camera sent upstream <laughs> into the colon through the anus, weaving around the full length of the large intestine. And here it can find cancer, evidence of disease, and, and evidently ladybugs. Wait, can we just, how did the ladybug get in there? Well, um, I'm so confused. Like, do we think that prepping, it went, do we, before we know, do we think that it came from the top down or do you think it came from... The bottom up. Top down 100% for sure. 100%? So? Yeah. 100%? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I would have went, be, I mean, you've, it seems you're like you're confident and I feel like you know. I haven't answer. read, I, I'm only reading Yo, this. But what time. if they gaped the night before and the opening was just really loose? You didn't think about that, did you? <laughs> I don't, I'm also, I, no, I don't even know how, how gaping it works, has dude. to be. You don't just, like, Yo, what if it like, was a, I know, what I know if it that was you've a, got a big thing for gape. What and, if it, and, 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 and it's like wait, all you watch? What if it was a fist gape? Wait, are you asking if if they are at Ram Ranch the day before? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that's had uh, had one knows that preparing for a colonoscopy is grueling work. In order to get the best images, the bowel needs to be as empty as possible. And as such, getting the picture perfect colon is a process of abstinence and purging. The picture perfect colon. The exact cocktail used to clear the stage for our ladybug's guest star appearance was poly, uh, polyethylene glycol, an osmo, uh, osmotic laxative used to treat constipation. The researchers on the illuminating colonoscopy hypothesized that the ladybug may have survived to such a late stage. So this thing was alive in there. May have survived the late stage digestion process looking quite fresh thanks to a sped up journey through the bowels facilitated by the poop-inducing goop. So oh, wow. maybe you're right. It actually did go up the asshole. The patient's colonoscopy preparation was one gallon of polythylene glycol the evening before colonoscopy. And the colonoscopy examination was otherwise normal. Uh, his colonoscopy preparation may have helped the, the bug to escape from digestive enzymes in the stomach. No. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it okay. went down. That makes sense. So he swallowed this thing. The stuff that they shot up into him Allow this thing to like slip right. in into his colon, and it also like like he didn't have a lot of digestive like a lot of the digestive shit. Yeah, around. yeah, there wasn't like a bunch of shit in there, like because he was already like fasting or whatever. Yeah. As for how the ladybug came to be inside the fifty nine year old man in the first place, the jury's still out. 
but it's likely it slipped in while the man was sleeping. I hate that Ooh, show. I don't like that. In the paper, the authors identified it as Harmonia exridius, which was introduced in North America as by means of pest control back in the early 1900s. Imagine there's someone laying in bed right now listening to this podcast. And about to go to sleep. And, and to to knowing sleep. that a fucking lady, and not just a ladybug, because guys, I got one more. From the GIE journal, which is the gastrointestinal endoscopy journal, during a screening colonoscopy, a cockroach. Oh, fuck that, dude. Look at this. A no. cockroach was encountered in the transverse colon of a 51-year-old woman with a history of schizophrenia. It was lesser than one centimeter in size and had a green aqueous substance sticking to its legs. Was it moving? Despite extreme caution during the extraction, the cockroach disintegrated and was removed by using suction. The patient denied any knowledge of the accidental ingestion or history of pica. The most plausible explanation was that inadvertent intake of the cockroach while the patient was consuming green gelatin shortly before the procedure. The patient was Ew. completely asymptomatic and it oh. was decided that no stool studies were warranted. That's Jesus. so crazy. It looked like it was on a water slide and it looked kind of like it could be an episode of the magic school bus. Totally. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Dude, yeah. Cockroaches like you think, I mean, ladybugs are just so, they're think, so sweet. Things are universally sweet. loved. Yeah. That you think about, oh, you know, a, a ladybug crawls in my mouth. Whatever. A cockroach, though, man. You know what, though? That should <sighs> give you nightmares. You know what, yeah. though? Actually, fuck ladybugs. Really? Because, Why? like, hey. like, the idea of ladybugs are cute, but imagine you had one of those blown up to, like, car size. That would be so hey, scary. You know what's actually interesting yeah. is that in the, when, there's a season. Have you ever seen Starship Troopers? Yeah, that's an episode yeah, of Starship yeah, Troopers. Yeah. Dude. There's yeah. a uh, there's a se- when I went to school at Brooks in our dorm, our dorm was like, you know, you, you know where my dorm was. It was like way yeah. back at the back and we were like near the uh, the forest line. I can picture a and, bunch of bugs around. And and uh, the I can't remember when it was. I think it was in the spring. We had like a crazy ladybug infestation where there was on our floor. It was, a, you know, we were. All the dorms, all the dorm rooms were on the second floor of the building. There was upwards of five thousand of them. No, in our in the hallway. No, yeah, it was like totally bonkers. What were they doing? They were all like, they were all just like on the window, on the on the uh, emergency exit, and on like 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 hovering around the light that was like right there and like near the near the stairs to go down and leave the dorm. So like thousands of them. It was crazy. Did you? What did you do? I can't remember. Somebody at the school took took care of it. I yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't think they I don't think they like gassed them or anything. I think they, I think they tried to net them a lot of them. And I feel like the the life cycle of them and like whatever whatever they're doing there, like whatever brought all of them to be there. It was a specific reason. I remember they knew why they came, yeah. and then they told us, and it was like, oh, of course. But now I can't remember what it is. They're probably protesting their freedom. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> probably, you're probably right. Um, well, folks, we hope you enjoyed this um, very interesting and varied episode. Uh, we <laughs> will be back on Monday and again on Wednesday and then again the following Friday from today. Um, thank you for tuning in. If you enjoy the podcast, show us your support. Apple Podcasts, leave a rating or review. Spotify, give us a rating on the mobile app. And uh, I don't know if you listen to like any other like this po- like podcast addict or anything like that. Like there's probably a rating somewhere. 
So someone, told us, someone told us that the other day, and we were like, right. oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, give us your ratings. Let us know what you think. If you want to um, uh, join the conversations, you can do that at Discord, and you can find the Discord link. It's open to the public now, so you can do that uh, in the episode show notes, or our just freak. go to our uh, Instagram and, and check out our, our link in the bio there. And uh, letters at sickboypodcast.com. Let us know. Um, let us know a few things. We want to know about a bris. Is that a <laughs> orthodox Judaism thing or not? I could probably um, and what was the other thing we wanted to know about? Uh, we wanted to cure. know. What's your interpretation of the word cure? Do you think that it's me? Do you take it as, oh, I'm fine for now? Or do you think that it is, I can never get this again? We that wanna, was, that was we, the other what thing. we really want to know is why don't doctors say you're cured when you no longer have cancer? Right. That's really, and um, I know, and I know that I've been told about yeah, that too. before, but you I have can't, to be reminded. I, I need to be reminded because, um, all I do is read and I don't have enough room to keep everything. Yeah. Um, so letters at sickboypodcast.com. And, uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, go to sickboypodcast.com slash contact. Jer looks like he's very surprised. I found an article and I'm going to save it for next week. Okay. Sounds so, good. Wow. Uh, if you if you feel like you can't get enough of uh, Sick Boy Podcast, we are doing a live show, right? Uh, next week, hell motherfucking the, yeah, which February twenty third, which is a Wednesday, yep. Wednesday yep. at seven p.m. Atlantic, you know six it. p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bingo. And uh, you can find out more about that uh, through the link in the show notes here or uh, on any of our social accounts. If you want to find out about that, but really just join us on Discord because. If you're on Discord, you'll really never not know about anything. And also, if you'd like to share your Wordle scores. Oh, dude, we got a hardcore Wordle channel. We got a hardcore Wordle channel. Is Wordle still free? I never got into it, guys. Dude, I think it will always be free. I don't think New York Times will put a price on it. Anyway. um, And if they do, there's... it's it's already open source, so there's going to be tons of sites that go, hey, fuck New York Times, we got Wordle for free right So uh, we will, I guess we can continue this conversation offline, uh, yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, we love you all, and uh, thanks to uh, Richard Coyne, who does the theme music, to Donovan, who helps us with our Monday episodes, to Jer, Taylor, I love doing this with you guys, Jeff Lonis, you're the man, we love you. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.